Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Robertson and for this episode I'm joined by pianist and composer Darren Litzy. Darren is a highly respected pianist and an avid composer and arranger. Darren's debut record, My Horizon, is out now on Summit Records and you can find a link to his website on the show notes. I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. So welcome to Harmonious World and I am delighted to be joined by pianist and composer Darren Litzy. Hi Darren. Hi Hilary, great to be on. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So tell me about this album. So it's called My Horizon. When was it recorded? How was the writing process? It's a stunning album. Oh, thank you so much. So the thought of making my own album uh, was really in my head when I finished my bachelor's degree in 2009, Uh, but I didn't feel like I was quite ready yet. And looking back on it now, it's a decision that I'm really glad that I made because over the course of the next 10 years or so, I gained a lot of really valuable uh, real world experience from just playing a lot with a lot of great musicians, writing a lot of music. And I feel like my style as a pianist and composer really evolved over the past 10 years or so. And I also appeared on uh, six records as a sideman during that time. So I learned a lot about the process of recording and sort of how much work goes into that. And then right when the world shut down in March of 2020, I was just home all the time as everyone else was. So I said, you know what, this is actually a really good opportunity for me to get to work on finally making my own album. So two of the tunes I had written around 2018, 2019, but then the other eight uh, I wrote between about March and September of 2020. Uh, And then after I finished uh, in September, I just kind of had all the other pieces of the puzzle fall into place. I uh, contacted the musicians who I thought would be the best choices to play on the record, got in touch with the studio, and it was recorded uh, June 22nd and 23rd of 2021. And then uh, I got in touch with this really nice record label out of Arizona called Summit Records. And uh, agreed to a deal with them and they just released it this past June. And so uh, my debut record is finally out there and I'm, I'm really happy with how it came out. I think what it really served as is kind of an introduction of my writing style to the world or to people who haven't heard me before. I think that's what I interpret the phrase my horizon to be is just sort of their way of saying my point of view or my mission statement, so to speak. And, uh, what I was really trying to do was just to make it serve as sort of a sample of, of my style, of me doing what I do, which is compose and arrange music and play the piano. So I'm very happy to, to hear that the response has been pretty good so far. So did you just literally sit down and write the right number of tracks to be on an album or did you write more and then select the, the, the final ones? It, it was pretty much uh, one at a time with the thought in mind of these are all tunes that are going to be on the album. I know that's not how 
everyone does it. Some people just write a lot of music over the course of a certain number of years, and then they kind of, you know, trim the list down to the final eight or 10 or 12 or whatever it is. But after those initial two that I had selected that I wrote over the, the uh, previous couple of years, I really got to work and said, okay, I'm going to write now with the thought in mind that each of these tunes is going to be on my first album. So I'm going to need a ballad. I'm going to need something a little more up-tempo and even eighth thing. And so uh, I really kind of worked through it methodically, just thinking about kind of a rough order of tunes ahead of time and, and uh, you know, just kind of a, a contrasting um, array of styles that I wanted to be on the record. And it, it really represents, I think, uh, a lot of my different influences. Uh, I grew up listening to standards at a really young age. Uh, my grandfather was a great woodwind player and a big fan of the standards of the 30s and 40s. Uh, my father is a big Frank Sinatra enthusiast. So the earliest music that I remember hearing was those great Sinatra records with horns and sometimes strings like uh, uh, Only the Lonely and I Remember Tommy and Come Swing With Me, records like that. Uh, so just the sound of standards was, was always kind of around uh, in my childhood. And then uh, also my mother is a big Beatles enthusiast, so I loved that music as well. So kind of, you know, pop and jazz was, was the music I grew up on. And then once I got to uh, middle school, really around 12 years old, my love of jazz really um, developed from there. Once I started studying with a great jazz teacher, the pianist named Rex Kedwallader. And then once I got to high school and, and later college, I was just very fortunate to be around a lot of like-minded classmates who were also really into jazz and kind of, you know, checking out all these records and saying, hey, did you hear about this guy, Thelonious Monk, or did you hear about this Bill Evans? You know, it's, you got to check this out. And so, uh, yeah, just really fortunate to have had a lot of like-minded classmates through the years and great teachers as well who kind of pointed me in the right direction and fostered my love of this great music of jazz. I love the compositions and the arrangements and everything. So how did you decide who was going to be in the band? Sure. So all of the musicians who are on this record are all people who I met while I was uh, studying in college at Western Connecticut State University. Um, the woodwind players on uh, soprano saxophone and flutes, we have Nick Biello, who was just a couple of years ahead of me in college. And he's just a, a really remarkable improviser, just someone who I've always looked up to and incredibly gifted musician. He's got perfect pitch and everything. And, and he was someone who I think he was the first one who I just knew had to be on this record because I just wanted his, his real force of a presence to be involved in it. Um, and then the alto saxophonist is the great Andrew Beals, who's a former teacher of mine uh, from college. And he played on um, a ton of records, uh, especially in the 80s and 90s. He played in a great uh, organist's band, uh, Jack McDuff. Uh, he played all through his band and toured all over the world uh, for many years. And he just has a great grooving sort of swinging style. And I really wanted that to be on a couple of tracks. And then the core of the record is the piano trio, myself on piano, and then the bassists, who I also met in college, uh, Chris DeAngelis, who's a really great, really versatile bass player, plays jazz really well, but also uh, funk, rock, classical. Uh, he tours all over the country with this great funk band called Kung Fu. And so he has 
I feel like this sort of underlying funkiness in his playing that I've always really loved. And I think that comes through throughout. And then on drums is the great John Riley, the uh, drummer uh, for uh, many years now of the great Vanguard Jazz Orchestra, who I met when I was a junior in college. Uh, I was taking a jazz arranging class taught by a great composer named Jamie Bagian, who is actually the producer on my record. And the focus of the class was on large ensemble writing. The uh, final project for the class was we had to write our first big band chart. We had to do it by hand, which was a pretty, pretty daunting, pretty uh, intimidating task. And coinciding with that, the Vanguard Jazz Orchestra was brought in as the guest artist of the university for that year. And they came in to uh, do an evening concert. And in the afternoon, they did a uh, clinic and master class. And in the clinic, they sight read uh, a handful of the charts of the students in the jazz arranging class. So I wrote this little reharm of the simple little standard solar. And uh, I just remember standing on the stage in our concert hall in the music building uh, as the first big band chart that I ever wrote was going to be sight read by the Vanguard Jazz Orchestra. So it was just this incredible rush. And it was at that moment where I said, okay, this is something that I really want to do with the rest of my life is just write music and have it be played by really good musicians. And that's of course, when I met John Riley, who was very kind and supportive of my chart. And then him and I kept in touch uh, through the years after that. And we always talked about sort of wanting to play together someday. And it just never worked out because I would reach out to him. He was on the road in Europe and here and there. And then finally, when I was ready to record my first record, I thought of him right away and reached out to him. And thankfully, he was available, willing to do it. And uh, boy, am I glad he was he was available because he's just such a remarkable musician. And what I really admire about John Riley's playing is he can play anything. He's so versatile and can do whatever he wants on the drums, but he really plays with no ego. What I mean by that is he approached every tune on the record with the mentality of what can I contribute to this tune to make the band sound as good as it can, as opposed to, you know, how can I show off and play this fancy fill here and all this stuff like that. He's really just a musician in the truest sense and everything that he plays is for the betterment of the music. So I was really happy with the choices that I made and uh, on top of it, it being just a band of great musicians, it's all just uh, guys who I like hanging out with as well. So we had a lot of fun uh, making this record. And I think that's something that comes across. And I think it's something that audiences understand, but they don't often understand how it works. But I think, you know, working in a studio with people that you get on with just makes it happen so much. You you don't have to explain what you're doing in the same way or what you need from somebody else to, you know, it just seems to just slot all together, doesn't it? It's so true. Yeah, I think, uh, of course, it was my first time really working with John was on the album, but for the rest of the band, it was all guys who I played with a, a bunch. And you get to the point, I think, when you're playing with someone for a long time who you who you really get along with well and who you connect with musically, where, like you said, you feel like you don't even have to say anything to each other. You just kind of say, okay, let's start this tune. And then you kind of almost know what the, what the other musician is going to do. And you're, you're kind of inside each other's heads 
on this very deep level. And that's what I love about jazz. It's just that unspoken communication and the ability to make music with people right on the spot where there's no, there's no roadmap. I mean, yes, you have a chart and you know, you know where it has to end up, but once those solos start, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And the next time you play the tune, it could be completely different based on what is happening musically in that moment. Yeah. So that's something that has always really um, excited me about playing jazz is just that, that spontaneity and that feeling of it being different every time. Yeah. And this is, it is just a lovely album. So tell me, what are your plans then for the future? Are you, are you going to tour with this? Uh, Where are you going to take it? Sure. So uh, I just announced um, a big CD release concert that's going to uh, take place Thursday, October 13th uh, at a beautiful venue in Fairfield, Connecticut called the Sacred Heart Community Theater. Uh, Sacred Heart University is the school where I teach. Uh, I teach music classes and piano lessons there. And just a couple of years ago, the university took over this theater um, it was actually originally an old movie theater, really old fashioned theater with the old ticket booth and everything. And they are uh, kind of converting it into a multi-purpose theater where they can do concerts and lectures and things like that. So I've got the full bands coming down for that. And then we'll kind of see where it goes from there. I, I'm going to be back teaching uh, five days a week at the university in the fall, which I love doing. Uh, so I would say probably next summer is the time when I'll look into maybe doing a a little tour or something but um yeah really looking forward to the cd release concert and uh, kind of seeing where it goes from there yeah well very exciting well i shall um i shall point people in the show notes to your website sure Uh, is that the best place is that the best way for people to get hold of the album it is, yeah. If you go on my website, darrenlitzie.com, that's D-A-R-R-E-N-L-I-T-Z-I-E.com, you'll see a nice link on there where it takes you to my link tree, which is the new sort of fancy way where artists put all of the places you can get the album on one page. So you'll see it's available on Amazon, iTunes, uh, Walmart, and then all the streaming services, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and so forth. And however folks choose to listen to the music is fine by me. I just hope they enjoy it however yeah. they choose to do it. I'm sure they will. Fantastic. Oh, thank well, thank you very much. I'm going to play at the beginning. I'm going to play My Horizon because I love the title track. I think it's it's beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. But I'm going to finish, it. if you don't mind, with um, playing a, a, a clip from I Have Dreamed. Sure. That's just uh, what, what was in your mind when you were composing that? Sure. So I Have Dreamed is a great piece of music by Rodgers and Hammerstein from the play uh, The King and I. And it's one that I remember hearing years ago. Uh, Sinatra had a recording of it and Bobby Darren sang it. Uh, But then I was in grad school in 2018, 2019, finishing up my master's at uh, the Hart School of Music. And I was taking a class on uh, the Great American Songbook taught by this great uh, teacher named Peter Woodard. And he played that song one day and I said, oh yeah, I forgot about this. What is this piece? It, you know, I vaguely remembered it, but uh, what's so fascinating about that piece is it has these two very direct modulations in it. Uh, it starts in one key and then right where you would expect it to go to the 
a minor two chord within the key, it goes to the major two chord and that's the new key. And then it does that same thing about eight bars after that. That's not something you often hear in tunes. So when I was taking this class, I just, that tune really struck me. And I said, you know what? I, I need to, first of all, just learn this tune and then maybe do an arrangement of it because it's just such a cool, fascinating little tune. And also the melody is just very lyrical. Um, not really a jazzy bebop melody or anything like that. Just a real sort of straight down the pike diatonic melody. But those modulations are really fascinating. Not something that you would normally hear. And so for some reason, I was hearing the melody in 5-4. And then I decided to approach it with this really sort of... Uh, uh, almost pop-like gospel-y kind of harmony with some chords that just kind of move up and down diatonically, uh, harmonizing the melody appropriately. And I also wanted to use it as sort of a, a feature for the bass and have it be kind of this uh, sort of back and forth between the piano and the bass throughout in terms of sometimes he's the lead voice, sometimes I'm the lead voice. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad you're enjoying it because again, that's a tune that I just really think is, is unique and I just wanted to, uh, to do an arrangement of it. Yeah, yeah. and it, it is, it's a lovely, a lovely arrangement. Thank you. Fantastic, okay, well, thank you very much for joining me and uh, I look forward to hearing more as you, know, as you move on to the second album. Well, thanks so much, Hilary. It was great to be with you and all the best. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Darren Lipsy. I love his style of piano and this track, I Have Dreamed, which you're listening to now, is just beautiful. And I love his arrangement of it. So thank you for joining me this time for Harmonious World and and talking to Darren Litzy about his album, My Horizon. Links are in the show notes. And if you can rate, review, share this podcast, that'd be great. I'm getting more and more listeners, which is really lovely. I have some incredible artists lined up and some that I've interviewed already. Many who are Grammy nominated. So that's gonna be very interesting when we get to November. But thank you for joining me once again and please remember to share what you're good at and let's make this world a little more harmonious.
Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World. <laughs>